to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Here we are. This is day seven, I believe. The search and rescue continues. Rescue efforts 24-7 without stop. China's cover-up that started in the Wuhan lab. China lied. The World Health Organization complied and people died. The trip that President Trump has taken to the border. This invasion. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is Wednesday, News and Views. Tom and Benny and Clark and uh, a lot of breaking news uh, just within the last uh, few minutes. Donald Rumsfeld, 88 years old, served under four different presidents, passed away earlier today. Rumsfeld, a competent advisor to power with a uh, style that made him admirers as well as enemies, had a long and winding career in public life that spanned five decades. He had been a congressman and a White House chief of staff, had a successful corporate career, um, but it was his second term as Secretary of Defense from 2001 to 2006 during the most tumultuous period Um, That was right after the Twin Towers came down and the war in Iraq and Afghanistan, for which uh, he is well known. So, heard Henry Kissinger one time say he was the most ruthless man he ever knew. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. 88 years old, passed away earlier today. But he served his country. He did. Yeah. And I, I, I... I think he was very sincere in how he served his country. Whether he did everything right, made all the right decisions, I cannot say. But I don't think he was had. I don't think he had an ulterior motive. I don't think mm-hmm. he was looking to somehow enrich himself. And uh, I know there's people out there that said he was part of the the war machine, uh, the great industrial uh, complex, but. Uh, I always got the impression he was a sincere uh, patriot. Jello pudding pops, as Benny calls him. <laughs> Bill Cosby was set free from prison today. Uh, this is an interesting story. The, the, I guess the big question is, will he be retried for a third time? He was tried once, and uh, there was some issues with the first trial, so they tried him again, and they found him guilty. The controversy, and the reason why they let him go was apparently uh, they discovered some documents, or a document, that uh, it was an agreement with a previous prosecutor that said if he cooperated, he would not be charged. Right. Well, mm-hmm. he cooperated, and he was charged. Uh, Cosby served more than two years of a, two to three years of a, a 10-year sentence at a state prison near Philadelphia. He had vowed to serve all 10 years rather than acknowledge any remorse over the 2004 encounter with accuser Andre, uh, Andrea Constant. I'm not sure what the attraction was. <laughs> now, I, and I'm not the first person to say this, but it's true. Go look, go look her up. A-N-D-R-E-A-C-O-N-S-T-A-N-D. She looks like a female version of Howard Stern. <laughs> she was the former basketball player at Temple, I believe. That is was that like right? A, I think she was a fundraiser for Temple. She worked for Temple, I which, knew that. Which is where, um, 
you know, uh, Bill Cosby was a, an alum of Temple. Right. And I think she was a, f- a former basketball player and fundraiser. Seems like he invited her to his house or something, apparently, and according to her, and drugged her. And uh, well, Here's the interesting thing is uh, apparently under oath, Cosby admitted yeah. that he would do this kind of thing. Now, he, you know, he sort of said, yeah, that's 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 my style. Yeah, there's... Is that Howard Stern or is that the woman? <laughs> if you're looking, that's her. That's if her. you're that's looking her. on cable seven, <laughs> well, I can't get on somebody about the hair. <laughs> uh, if you're looking on cable seven or Facebook, there is her picture. You know, an amazing thing to me about it, though. I mean, Cosby was an icon in the entertainment industry. What fifty plus fifty sixty oh, years? Yeah. Oh yeah, and pro- probably worth hundreds of millions of dollars for so many success i mean he was the he was it for a couple of decades do you know what H- his... how this didn't come out before now when so many oh yeah i this, mean it just amazes me but this yeah you, you don't all of a sudden start this when you're 70 years old well plus you know there were so many people that spoke up after she spoke up mm. well but, and the, the the other controversy uh, of the trial was uh, that this the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania basically was who overturned this, and they also looked down and they sort of uh, slapped the wrist of the lower court saying, you know, it's one thing to have a trial and to bring in evidence to convict a person. And they also said, we understand that there are times that you want to establish that this person is living this pattern that is, uh, in, in Cosby's case, makes them look guilty. But they said, you know, this was basically character assassination. Yeah. That you brought all these women in and you just attacked the man's character without really pointing to a lot of evidence. It was more opinion that this guy was a skunk than it was evidence. And look, I'm not I'm not defending the guy. I don't know enough to uh, about this to say whether he's guilty or innocent. It doesn't look like he was real innocent to me, especially since he admitted under oath that this is how he operated. He would bring in a woman uh, for an evening of uh, whining and dining. Cocktails and uh, what? Um, Slip a little quail. Yeah, a little uh, Mickey or whatever yeah. they call it. Put a, put a little Mickey in the in the drink, and the next thing you know, she wakes up in, uh, in a compromising position. Mm. You know, the, th- the thing about it is attorneys, any court official, I mean, they take an oath, and they take an oath to be an advocate for the law and justice. And this is just another case. I mean, it kind of reminds me, and I don't know the details of it, but I just remember when when this was going on, there was a lot of pretty objective lawyers on all the networks saying that uh, this wasn't right. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of the of the uh, Duke Lacrosse Nifon case mm-hmm. of where, you know, he, here you've got someone that, <laughs> you know, they just they, they got to be an advocate for the law and justice, not to just get a conviction or to get reelected as a DA is in Nifong's case. Uh, I mean, heck, Nifong uh, went bankrupt and went to jail, got disbarred over that kind of thing. I suspect as much money as Bill Cosby has and the kind of attorneys he has and he's been paying for the last several years, I suspect we hadn't heard the last of this for whoever was involved in that case. Well, here's the other thing. Again, go back to, to the time when this happened. Don't just isolate it as a separate incident. But... Harvey Weinstein. Me too, yeah. And the Me Too movement had just exploded, 
And all of a sudden, all these people were becoming all, all these Everyone's women. Right. All these women who were making these accusations. Everyone's got to be believed. Everybody's got to be believed. And the statutes of limitations. The, there's a 12-year statute of limitations in Pennsylvania on this kind of crime. And th- we were uh, well, Cosby was literally just days away from being beyond the statutes of limitations. Mm-hmm. And this woman came forward, and then a lot of other— I mean, there were a lot of women that were obviously getting on the bandwagon at this point. And then, you know, not too much after this, you had Brett Kavanaugh and all kinds of accusations. I mean, you can go back even further, and Clarence Thomas was pre-Me Too, but, uh, you know, the, the, this attitude uh, and— uh, you know, the, the mainstream media, a lot of Democrats are coming out and say you, you have to believe women no matter what. Now, when Joe Biden is accused by Tara Reid, nobody believed that. Oh, yeah. Nothing that was pushed is, yeah. under the carpet. Uh, this is that. And this is really funny. Jen Psaki today <laughs> yeah. releases a statement. Biden, a longtime advocate in fighting violence against women. White House Press, uh, Press Secretary Psaki and uh, said President Joe Biden remains an advocate to, for survivors of sexual assault following uh, following the Pennsylvania Supreme Court decision to throw Bill Cosby's conviction out Wednesday. Uh, what you got to be kidding. the hair sniffer himself? <laughs> I wonder if the White House press corps, when she said that, could just keep it contained yeah. without busting out in laughter. I mean, <laughs> I w- and I wish Steve Ducey would, uh, Peter Ducey, Peter Ducey, would have yeah. followed up a question and said, Can "What we- about Tara Reid?" Yeah. Well, how wow. about Tara Reid? What do you think about Tara Reid? <laughs> and Tara Reid is, is just, you know, again, it's just pushed away, slide, mm-hmm. uh, put it under the carpet. Same thing if Bill, uh, accusations. I mean, how many accusations were there against Bill Clinton? Oh, yeah. You're you're right, though, about this time period um, during the hash. I mean, it was right in the dead center of the hashtag yeah. Me Too movement. Exactly. Um, even the even the most objective or noblest of legal scholars would, was probably afraid to even <laughs> afraid to even say anything against this at the time. I mean, oh yeah, so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, anyway, he is out. The question is, will they uh, retry him for the uh, third time? Prosecutors would not say. I would be surprised if they did. I saw the news. One of the news helicopters was filming his leaving leaving prison or whatever little white car. I said. Not a white Bronco this time. It's a white car. I mean, they were following it down the interstate. I, I don't know what. <laughs> what were we going to see? I guess I flipped it on and washed it, so I guess it worked. <laughs> the New York primaries, they're having a mayor's race up there, as you know. Mm. And the way this new voting is going that they're trying in New York City, which the is— The ranked choice. Yeah. The, the ranked—and it's pretty rank. <laughs> So what you do is you go in, and if there's four different people, you go in to fill out your ballot of what your first choice is, your second choice, your third choice, and your fourth choice. And basically what they'll do with this is, okay, if, you know, if Benny Hardy gets uh, choice number one and uh, Lamprecht gets choice number two and Clark Willis gets choice number three. Henry Hinton, four. And four. Um, <laughs> well, as, as Henry Hinton, uh, if— Anyway, he gets kicked out. As he gets kicked out, the, oh the, those other votes would go to their other selections. That will be bumped up a little bit. It, it gets complicated. And you, you'd have to have a computer to figure it out. And computers, uh, here's the thing. Can we just go back to a regular way of voting 
with it. I mean, this you can just see this is a Pandora's box. It's just going to open up all kinds of opportunities for fraud. Well, it happened. <laughs> it's already happened, but it was human incompetence that had to happen. So yesterday, Eric Adams, he is the former policeman. Was he the police chief of New York City? I think he was. Uh, but he was in law enforcement, and he is— and you're going to have a Democrat up there. A Republican's not going to win it. I, it doesn't look like it. So you're going to have a Democrat. He is the leading Democrat right now, and he is pushing the idea that he's for law and order, which I guess making a lot of progressives upset because they want to, you know, there's still plenty of progressives out there that want to do away with all, all police protection. So his campaign comes out yesterday and says, wait a minute, th- th- these numbers aren't adding up. You've got like 135,000 more votes in here than you had voters. Hey, that's the Democrat way. What do you think, man? (laughs) Hey, it's the Democrat primary. What do you expect? Now, (laughs) when Donald Trump says this, they look at him and they say— Like he's got two heads. Yeah, Yeah. you're a blooming idiot. You're unpatriotic. How dare you? You're unconstitutional. You're the biggest skunk coming down the line. (laughs) And this black Democrat comes out and says it, and they say, oh— how about that? Yes, you're right. Uh-oh. We left 135 ballots. We had a test run of the system with 135 ballots in the test. And we forgot to clear them out before we started counting all the other ballots. You talk about incompetence. You talk about malfeasance. You talk about idiots. But again, it, Donald Trump says it, and... Ah, the world is coming to an end. How dare he question anything? You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a numbers guy, but I'm a, and I'm a simple man, but I don't understand this process being so complicated. I know there's a, you know, North Carolina, there's, what, <clears throat> six, seven million votes, whatever, how many were. But, you know, you, you go by precinct by precinct by precinct. There, Yeah, there's some big precincts. There's some small precincts. What is the big deal about? In a precinct, you, you count the votes. You hand count the votes, and the bigger the precinct is, well, the more counters you need and the more testers you need. You can get volunteers from each party, from the Democrat and Republican, to look at that and, and come up with that number, sign off to a test that, hey, the Democrat approves, the Republican approves, and upload it to a daggone Excel spreadsheet. What's so hard about that? Because you have to have morals, you have to have ethics, you have to be truthful. I guess I guess yeah, that you process, cannot be dishonest. I mean, I, it goes back to Adams. He said, you know, this is this form of government. You're, you've got this constitutional republic, but it's for a good and moral people. I guess that process is too difficult to manipulate. I mean, what happened when we were all paper ballots? We were all paper ballots, and guess what? By the end of the night, we knew who we got know. elected. Yeah, and now we're all computerized, and it takes three weeks. Yeah. And bottom line, well, I mean, for one thing, they, they, you know, they, Josh Stein comes out on his own and says, we're going to give you an extra nine days to count absentee ballots, which is, you know, and, and they come out now when, when the Republican legislature up in Raleigh says, no, you got to have them in that day. They're going to be counted that day, Election Day. Anything after 5 p.m. on Election Day, we're going to toss it. And they cause that, call that disenfranchisement. But the bottom line is, can we have fair and honest elections without fair and honest people? <laughs> and I, that is the problem. I mean, Adams was right. It's, it, our, our, our Republican constitutional form of government is for a, for a God-fearing moral society. And I'm afraid we've lost that. Yeah. 
Trump uh, responded to the uh, situation in New York, quote, just like in the 2020 presidential election that was announced overnight in New York City, the vast irregularities and mistakes that were made and that Eric Adams, despite an almost insurmountable lead, may not win the race. The fact is, based on what has happened, nobody will ever know who really won. The, um, the presidential race was a scam and a hoax with numbers and results being found that are massive, shocking, and determinative. Watch the mess you're about to see in New York City. It will go on forever. They should close the books, do it over again the old-fashioned way when we had results that were accurate and meaningful. Basically what you just said. You know, did – now they're saying, oh, it was an – oops, oops, sorry, we made a mistake – Eric Adams was probably, now he objected and they said, oops, we made a mistake, but he was probably the most conservative Democrat up there. He was mm-hmm. the only one that was for law and He's order. He's a former policeman, right? Former, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Law enforcement. Yeah, what, ha- <laughs> you know, what happens to the process when you think you would have someone that's at the top of the food chain in this process and say, okay, let me, let me give this a reasonableness test here. <clears throat> Guys, we can't have more votes than we have registered voters. <laughs> I mean, it's that daggone simple. Yeah. <laughs> You, you think, know. you think. But when when Trump says that, oh, how dare you? By the way, it was interesting because Eric Adams, so he brought it up. His campaign brought it up that, wait a minute, you got 135,000 more votes than people have voted. Uh, however, last November, this was his tweet about Donald Trump. It shouldn't matter which side of the aisle you're on. If you believe in our democracy and in the peaceful transition of power, then you have an obligation to speak out against Donald Trump's dangerous unsubstantiated claims of voter fraud. Hmm. Hmm. My how the uh, tables have turned. Unbelievable. (laughs) Hey, we got to take a time out. Lots more to talk about. Stay with us. News and Views for a Wednesday continues right after this. This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. 33 years ago, 1988, Ronald Reagan instituted random drug testing for all White House employees after three Secret Service guards were suspended for all use of uh, nose candy. Do you think uh, (laughs) Biden would do that today? You think anybody would be left if they did? Mm, Different times. Everybody's doing it probably now. (laughs) Take a look at your weather forecast tonight. Partly cloudy, low around 73. Tomorrow, chance of showers. Mostly in the evening, chance of rain in the evening, about 30 percent. Then on Friday, a pretty good chance of rain Uh, comes in at 90 percent. Some thunderstorms could be uh, rather severe, and uh, we could see an inch or two of rain come Friday. Friday night showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m., and uh, it will linger into the evening and then uh, fall off, and the weekend looks pretty good. We should get some of that rain out west. Ooh, yeah, it's dry. It's a mess. <clears throat> yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah. Essentially, we we've really had uh, you know we had about a, a month here in eastern Carolina of uh, almost drought-like conditions, but uh, before that, we had a bunch of rain, and since yeah. then, we've had a bunch of rain. So yeah, it was like been, a historically wet winter, and then just quit raining, and then a lot of rain in a couple three weeks. It's uh, it's uh, everything's nice and green. The the corn is about as high as I can ever remember it here in eastern Carolina. Corn as high as an elephant's eye, southeast side. <laughs> PJ Media and a number of other outlets are reporting that the Trump Organization and CFO Alan Weiselberg 
are expected to be charged tomorrow with tax-related crimes stemming from a New York investigation into the former president's business dealings. This according to the Associated Press. Now, the guy's name who is the uh, Manhattan District Attorney is Cyrus Vance Jr. He's a liberal Democrat. And how many hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, has his office spent on investigating Donald Trump? And they really, I mean, now depending on where you go for your news, if they're quoting MSNBC or CNN or the Washington Post or the New York Times, they're going to make this sound like, ooh, they really got something on Donald Trump. Ooh, Donald Trump, brother, he's, oh, he's in deep, deep trouble. This is nothing. Yeah, it's, this is <clears throat> nothing. They have spent hundreds of wasted hundreds of thousands of tax dollars and come up with nothing. This is when I can truly put on my expert hat because I have, yeah, a, I have, a, li- I have your... a license that says I'm an expert. I mean, really, says I'm an expert. But uh, this is small potatoes. I mean, this— the the kind of these charges are something that's it it's kind of tax law that some of it can be somewhat subjective in some areas uh, i haven't seen the you know i obviously hadn't seen the case but if this is what they're bringing against the trump organization it tells me they have absolutely nothing this this is this is crazy one I mean, of trump's attorneys basically said this this is ridiculous this is like bringing charges against somebody because as a part of their job, they got a free parking space, yeah. and they didn't report it. Or and you took your daughter to lunch and charged it on your business credit card, and she doesn't have anything to do with the business yeah. or something. I mean, it's exactly, just, exactly. I mean, and uh, he also said the IRS wouldn't bring this. Yeah, the IRS wouldn't bring this, and yet you've got the Manhattan District Attorney who has, I mean, how many months, if not years, have they come out talking about how they're going to get Donald Trump? Yeah. And it wasn't they didn't come out and say, we think something might not be right here and we need to do an investigation to make sure everything is right. They actually come out and say, we're going to go get Trump. That's our that's our goal in life is to take this guy down. What was that district attorney's name in New York again? Um, the district attorney in New York is Cyrus Vance Cyrus Jr. Cyrus Vance. That sounds like Yeah, a- he had a dad that was a liberal. I can't. Uh, he was involved in the Clinton administration, yeah, I think. But, but that name sounds like a— like some character in Gotham, <laughs> Gotham City and Batman or something, some crooked, it does. some crooked, crooked city hall guy or something. Yuck, I don't know. Yuck, 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 yuck. Cyrus fans. <laughs> anyway, uh, you're going to hear this on the news tonight, and uh, you know the, the left is going to say, "Oh, oh, Donald Trump is guilty. Oh, oh this is nothing." See, I, I just can't wait to see an end and their host of experts that do not have a freaking clue about tax law or law in general. I can just cannot wait to see what they do with this. It, it would be laughable. Well, speaking of CNN and being laughable, um, you know, we were talking, uh, Brian Stelzer. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Stelter? Think, yeah. Um, I mean, George you know, Costanza. The George Costanza of mm-hmm. CNN, the little pudgy, bald guy. Um, talks a little funny. But anyway, he, you know, his, his ratings have been terrible. Uh, now Jake Tapper, who is one of these guys that's, you know, he and Jim Acosta, they are so much in love with themselves. Oh, they love to hear themselves talk. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, as uh, PJ Media says, if this was a dinner party, you'd cancel it because so many people have bailed out. Uh, look at the numbers. Tapper's weekday show, which was just expanded to two hours in April, has lost 75% of its viewers. 
The viewership shrunk by 49% uh, from the first to the second quarter of this year. Um, Fox News reports that losing three-fourths of an audience is bad enough, but the crucial demographic, 25- to 55-year-olds, that's tanked. Tapper's also lost a significant viewership amongst the key news demographic of adults, 25 to 54, dropping 79% from January. Tapper's show is down 47% in the second quarter compared to the first quarter among the category most coveted by the advertisers, that is the 25 to 54. Uh, it's the, the show is circling the drain. Well, you know, I think the, uh, the, the main network news channels, um, I, I think they're starting to get it because – and I generally don't watch them, but I flipped on NBC News last night or night before last just, just to get a feel for, for the flavor of what they're talking about. And they're, they're, I think they're not quite where they used to be with Joe Biden and everything that's going on. They were talking, Well, is that because they want Kamala? Well, I don't know, but it, talking about the, you know, they were talking about specifically, they were talking about the border issue. And, well, you know, Kamala's the, she's the border queen, so to speak. Yeah, that's true. Can't find the border, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing. She I needs. mean, she was spotted just off I-95 looking at the big Mexican hat saying, where do you want me to go? <laughs> she was down there with Pedro. Pedro says, come on, Kamala. They need, to do, they need to do a billboard, all the I-95 billboards <laughs> of south of the border. They need to do one for Kamala. I know somebody that's in the billboard business that sometimes listen. How about let's do one? Yeah, that's, that would give be me a good, Give me a good rate on that. That would be good. That would be good. <laughs> so um, NBC4 in Washington, D.C. is reporting. This is, this is a sad story, uh, but it also irritates you. A woman, 57-year-old Michelle Cummings from Houston, Texas. She was sitting with her husband and another couple on the patio of the Graduate Hotel on West Street in Annapolis, Maryland, just down the street from the United States Naval Academy. They were taking their son up. He was a plebe at the Naval Academy, getting ready to start his college education at the academy 12 20 a.m sitting there with her husband hit multiple times by bullets stray bullets crossfire in annapolis maryland annapolis maryland oh my goodness died medics tried to save her uh but having been shot more than once she was declared dead at the scene murdered on what should have won i mean this this something think about this this was got to be one of the proudest happiest days mm -hmm. for a mom Somewhat melancholy because she's gotten to say goodbye to her son, who's, you know, this is, boy, when you take your kids off to college, it, especially, I don't know if he was the first one or not, but yeah, you, either, that's a real, you know, paradigm shift in, in your life. And this is a uh, an additional commitment. I mean, yeah. You, I mean oh, yeah, yeah because it's not just college. Yeah, you're, you're, you're <laughs> now in the service. Now, the woman, Michelle Cummings, 57, she wasn't a drug addict. She didn't have a heart condition. She didn't die in police custody while being arrested for a felony. She was a family woman, a mom, sending her son to further edu education and serve his country. She was a African-American. She was a black woman. Her son was African-American. Her husband was African-American. They were excited for their son to be serving the country. Now, she died with because of gun violence, black victim of gun violence, where's Black Lives Matter? I mean, you, you haven't mm -hmm. heard anything about this. Yeah. 
You haven't heard the protest. You haven't heard of Al Sharpton. First, I've heard of this story. Mm. That's terrible. She's the wrong victim. She wasn't a. She was a part of a nuclear family, pursuing what the country would say. Hey, this is this is the best for our country, and this is the best for your son. Um, wrong killer. wasn't a cop. And uh, you know, we probably the media and Black Lives Matter does not want to draw attention to a young black man attending Annapolis. Mm-hmm. Patriotic young black man attending Annapolis, serving his country, getting an education. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't know a lot about Michelle Cummings, but it appears from she and her husband, family intact, sending their son to Annapolis, taking them there, saying goodbye. Seems like this was the kind of person that uh, we all would admire. But um, she's, we can't make her out to be the uh, victim of systemic racism. So uh, Black Lives Matter, critical race theory, nah, we're not going to care about her. Yeah, if they do mention it, it will just be because of gun violence. It will be the guns, the guns, the guns. (laughs) <laughs> that's what it'll be all about. And we don't I don't I don't know who But you it, know. it won't be talked about, I bet. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Annapolis, Maryland is not, you know, inner city ghetto by any means. I mean it's it's fairly upscale. Yeah, pretty fluent area. Now I you know, that maybe they do have gang issues up there. I'm not sure. But uh, sad story. Mm-hmm. Well, we gotta take another time out. Stay with us. I uh, got some interesting stories related to uh, free speech. Uh, they're a little scary. Stay with us, we'll be right back. What's going on in my backyard? Things that are happening locally. I like the local news. Things that I don't hear everywhere else. Don't hear everywhere else. For the local news you want. Kept me informed for all of the local stuff, you know. It let me know what was going on in the local community. Eastern Carolina's news source is news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. So last week, Canada's Liberal Party headed by Justin Trudeau proposed new legislation to criminalize hate speech online, punishable by $50,000, which is roughly translated to $40,000 in U.S. dollars, paid to the government. Government officials, including the Attorney General and the Ministry of Public Safety, announced the bill today. Canadians expect their government to take action against hate speech and hate crimes. Three legislative changes would improve the remedies available to victims of hate speech, hate crimes, and would hold individuals accountable. The actions we are taking today will help protect the vulnerable, empower those who are victimized, and hold individuals to account for the hatred they spread online, said David Lamonti, Minister of Justice and Attorney General. Lamonti introduced amendments to Canada's Criminal Code, the Canadian Human Rights Act, and the Youth Criminal Justice Act. He and his allies justified their Orwellian move by claiming that hate speech online can turn into offline hate. Uh, boy, this is dangerous. This is <laughs> who, unbelievably dangerous. Yeah. yeah, who gets dangerous. to define hate? Thank you. I mean, hate, 
Who is the judge? A crime against anyone is is can be hate. I mean, that's just uh, just this, more political posturing from. I mean, there's you know Canada's full of liberals, just like there well, are well, in listen, the United States. Who's going to judge the hate speech? Yeah. And I can promise you that some of the first people that will be charged will be conservative evangelical pastors who are preaching the Bible in the pulpits. Mm-hmm. And, and I would not be surprised at all that uh, that's their aim, that's their goal, is we're going to show you. Now, I think here in the United—I don't know what's going to happen in Canada. Now, there are liberals in the United States that would love to embrace this, and they probably will try. Uh, I'm quite confident our current Supreme Court—well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I they was going to say I'm quite confident our current Supreme Court would knock it down. I think they would. They'd say they didn't have standing to listen to it, to hear it. <laughs> they might. You're right. They might. I don't have a lot of confidence in them. But who is going to be the judge? What is hate speech? I mean, mm. listen, I mean, there are many things that are said out of tough love, and I mean that sincerely. And yet— Okay, if uh, if 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 you say, say to someone, it, uh, well, for, for example, and this this happened up in uh, I think it was up in um, Nova Scotia, wasn't it, where a dad refused to acknowledge that his daughter, who said she was a she was a biological male, a female, she said she identified as a male, he refused to call her by the male name. Mm. Yeah, I believe and it he was. was arrested. Yeah, I believe yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah. Mm. So, is that hate speech? Mm. I mean, we we live in such an idiotic time, where you know lies are true and true are lies, and evil is good and good, good is, is evil. evil. <laughs> Earlier mm. this week, in Ohio, staying with the uh, hate speech narrative and the uh, let me curb what you're allowed to say narrative. Earlier this week, a young female Ohio GOP legislature, a woman by the name of Jenna Powell, now back in February, she proposed the Save Women's Sports Act. And as you can imagine, she's a conservative. This was a bill that would say, and there's a number of states that are putting forth these type of bills. The bill basically said biological males, you compete against biological males. You do not compete against biological females. Females, you compete against females, males against, it doesn't matter what you identify with. Very common sense, uh, anti-war on women legislation. You know, okay, you talk about war on women. The biggest war on women right now is in women's sports. And this was an opportunity to provide girls the opportunity to compete against other girls, women against women, men against men. Earlier this week, she was proposing an amendment to the bill. She handed the amendment to the speaker. He said all is in order, and she went to read the bill. This is cut number one, Clark. This is how it went down. The chair has the amendment. The amendment appears to be in order. The representative may proceed. Wonderful. The Save Women's Sports Act is a fairness issue for women to be able to achieve their dreams and athletics in our state. It is crucial to preserving women's rights and the integrity of women's and girls' sports. 
Across our country, female athletes are currently losing scholarships, opportunities, medals, education, and training opportunities. This amendment will require schools that are part of the OHSAA to designate separate teams for participants of the biological sex. No school, inter no school interscholastic conference or organization that regulates interscholastics shall permit biological males to participate on athletic team or an athletic competition designated only for biological female participants. Now, that is not hammering in the background with a bunch of carpenters doing work on the estate house. Those were the Democrats that were going nuts. Hmm. She was merely trying to read an amendment. They start shouting and banging on their desks. And, you know, it's surprising. There's a, there's a couple of videos online that, that show that one of them shows who is banging on the desk. And these are not some long-haired freak shows. This they're is, just freak shows. They're just freak. Well, it's. <laughs> I mean, one of the guys who looked like he was, you know, probably in his late sixties in a three-piece suit, bald, overweight guy. Is this banging Ohio, Ohio? This is up in Ohio. Hmm. Just screaming and hollering. We will not hear the truth. We refuse to allow you to speak the truth. We're. I mean, this is anarchy. Yeah. And this is what they want. She was asked by Washington Watch why the, such a strong reaction. She replied. I can't explain always why the left doesn't like some of the things that we do. But this is a simple bill, an amendment to say, hey, we want to protect the integrity of women's sports in the state of Ohio. I think the left is frustrated, and oftentimes they speak out in ways that are very inappropriate. When I had the House floor, the speaker did address me, which means I have the ability to speak. Instead of waiting for his turn to speak, he decided to erupt into yelling and as you heard in the clip, just literally banging on top of his desk, I don't think any of the members could hear my speech. That's how loud it really was. Yeah, uh, Clark has got the video of this up on uh, Cable 7. It's, it's just mind-boggling. This, this is how they're going to react. They don't, they don't want to have a dialogue. They don't want to have any give and take. There's the young lady. If you're watching on Cable 7 or Facebook, there's the young lady. I would play the audio, but it would echo. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's interesting, though, is Ohio has a Republican governor, Mike DeWine. Now, he has not always been on the right side of these issues. He has uh, uh, criticized this amendment by this Jenna Powell, saying this issue is best addressed outside of government through individual sports leagues and athletic associations, including the Ohio School Athletic Association, who can tailor policies to meet the needs of their member athletes and member institutions. Now, you're going to tell me that, th that in, in the average public school system that is run by primarily bureaucrat liberals, mm -hmm. that parents who don't want their, their young ladies to shower with young men, that they're going to get a fair shake in the school system or in the athletic association? Mike DeWine, you're crazy. Yeah, I mean, fundamentally, the elected officials, I mean, what are they there to protect? They're there to first protect. First and foremost. First and foremost, the, the people, their property, and their rights, and the rights to be heard. Free speech is one of them. And, and for the, I, I just can't believe the chairman of, I guess it would be the chairman of the, uh, was that a Senate or was that a House or whatever that was? Whoever the chairman of that. I, mean, I think it was the House. Yeah. I mean, why would you stand for that? I don't. 
you know. Well, they should have. Yeah, they they should have called Sergeant at Arms to escort the guy out. Yeah, I'd like to be Sergeant at Arms, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in response to Dewine, this Jenna Powell said, "I would say Governor Dewine's response is from an individual who's scared of the woke left and not willing to stand up for the millions of women in our state." Thank you, Jenna Powell. Uh, this young lady is. I, I I don't know, but she might be Ohio's version. Now, she's a representative there. I think she's fairly young. Uh, young. She looks she might be in her 30s, maybe 40. But she might be the rising star there like uh, Mark Robinson is here in North Carolina. I, well, well, I I'm tru- impressed. I truly believe if the Democrats controlled the House in North Carolina, you would you would have the same reaction if that happened in North Carolina. Probably so. Only difference is you've got Republicans that are controlling you know what I thought of, though, when this guy started banging on his desk and screaming and hollering? Hey, Tom, here's the actual video. If you Look, right here it is, right there, banging. Yeah, there's, there's if you're watching on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> They're making fun of him now. <laughs> wow. Um, but you know what it reminded me of was uh, if, you, if you read in Acts, Acts 7, the stoning of Stephen where uh, it says, now, when they heard these things coming out of Stephen's mouth, you know, he basically convicted them of the sin of, of crucifying Christ. He said, uh, Acts says, now, when they heard these things, they were enraged. They ground their teeth at him. But he was full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven, saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing in the right hand of God, and said, behold, I see the heavens open, and the Son of Man standing in the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice, stomped their ears and rushed together at him and cast him out of the city and stoned him. I'm not, and maybe that's an overstatement, but that's exactly what came to mind. When you see people going bananas and just screaming and hollering and banging on desks and screaming and shouting down people, why do they shout them down? Because they don't have a good—they can't debate. They, they don't get, have a good answer. They need to get that guy a shot collar. <laughs> I mean, just put a shot collar around him and buzz him. Hit him, hit him about number five every time he acts like that. Stay with us, Benny, and I'll be right back. This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Hey, thanks for being with us. We are out of time. We'll do it again tomorrow at 5 o'clock. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.